Hey, hey, and welcome to episode 52 of the Eyes Free Sports Podcast. My name is Greg Lindbergh. Here on episode 52 of Eyes Free Sports, we are featuring a repeat guest uh, for the first time here on the podcast. And uh, so we caught up with Kyle Kuhn, who we previously had on episodes 3 and 4 very early on here on Eyes Free Sports. And Kyle is a paratriathlete who recently competed in the Tokyo Paralympics and also an event uh, even more recently overseas as well. And uh, Kyle is always a great interview, great insight, gave some really cool perspective and kind of a behind-the-curtains look uh, as far as the Paralympic Games go and just what that whole experience was like for him. So let's go ahead and get into episode 52. All right, so on this episode of the podcast, I would like to welcome back Kyle Kuhn, and uh, Kyle is a very accomplished uh, paratriathlete, uh, now works for USABA uh, since the last time we had him on. I know that's a fairly new role for you, Kyle, and uh, competed in the Tokyo Paralympics and also a recent uh, World Championship event. Uh, so we got plenty to get into here with Kyle Kuhn. Kyle, welcome back. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it's been uh, quite a... Uh quite a crazy year since uh since we last chatted yeah i think it was about two years ago i think right before covid so i can't believe where the time's gone but yeah it's uh <laughs> wow i can't believe it's already been that that long actually it yeah covid <laughs> seemed to definitely uh hit the pause button on a lot of stuff so for sure yep but thankfully we're you know hopefully maybe getting past it here eventually it's maybe looking a little better so fingers crossed <laughs> indeed <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's just uh, talk about the the Paralympics and obviously the delay of the Olympics and Paralympic Games, you know, from 2020 to 2021. And so I know you had been competing in some events, I believe, you know, right before COVID hit, and uh, you definitely had your eyes on the Paralympics. And did you did you know for sure that you were going to be in the games uh, before COVID, or just talk to me about the time frame on that? Yeah, so um, early in 2020, um, I you know I was getting ready to literally right before right uh, basically the weekend that uh, the pandemic kind of swept across the U.S. and and really shut everything down. Um, we were poised to compete at our Continental Championships, which was a major selection event for the USA Paratriathlon team um, that was going to be going to Tokyo. So we, we actually, none of us knew who was going to be going to Tokyo as we were heading into that event. And then uh, literally about 24 hours before our, our back race was supposed to uh, uh, take place, we got noticed that the, uh, the race was canceled and uh, all races moving forward were, were going to be uh, postponed and, and put on hold until you know until they figured out what was gonna be going on with the with the pandemic <laughs> and, um, sure. and yeah so it was a, it was quite a, quite the upheaval and uh, change but you know looking back um, I was actually at that time I was actually coming off of two pretty significant injuries so. I actually uh, I took the uh, the the year postponement as kind of a, an opportunity to number one get healthy 
Uh, and number two, work on a, a couple of areas of, of my triathlon game that uh, really needed some work, uh, you know, specific, you know, specifically my, uh, my run. And so I, I, I just took that, that extra year to just do, do everything I could to, to set me up for the best chance at going to Tokyo. And then, you know, 2021, uh, rolled around and, um, some events started to, to, you know, they started rolling out some events and they, uh, they restarted the, the qualification, uh, process for, for Tokyo. And so we had this, this basically this little two month window to race as much as we could. And, you know, to give USA triathlon as many reasons as possible to, uh, <laughs> uh, to select the team. And, uh, and I was, I was very, very fortunate that, um, I, I was able to uh, put together a couple of, uh, of really, really strong races in, in, uh, in May and June of, of 2021, um, you know, including uh, grabbing a, a win at, in uh, the World, Tri uh, World Triathlon Paris Series Yokohama in, in May, and then getting a, a second place finish at our Continental Championships in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin in, in June. And then uh, a week after that race, uh, we found out who would be uh, uh, who was going to be representing the U.S. in in Tokyo uh, for paratriathlon? So, um, so we found out about eight weeks before um, before the games. <laughs> so that was uh, had to be uh, kind of switched on for a, a pretty long stretch of of time there uh, in 2021. But um, you know, achieved achieved the goal of at least making it to the games, and uh, and that was uh, that was. You know, it was a, honestly, it was, it was a long shot that I was going to even be at the games. Um, when I, when I hmm. started this, uh, this journey toward trying to make the Paralympic team, you know, almost three, you know, three years ago now. So it's been quite the, quite the ride. And then, so I'm curious, how do they communicate? Did you get a phone call an email? How did you actually find out that you were selected? So yeah, I actually uh, I, I got a phone call. So we knew the day that uh, it was going to be July sixth. I think that the uh, uh, USA Triathlon was going to be calling those of us um, that were you know, basically in the running for uh, for going to Tokyo, and they had given us kind of this this window uh, from like twelve p.m. to four p.m. Mountain Time that they'd be calling us and. Um, I actually got a, I got a call at like nine, like nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. So I panicked, uh, for, you know, for a hot minute <laughs> thinking like, oh my gosh, like I, they, you know, even though I've, I've done so well and like, I, you know, they, they've decided to go, you know, not pick me and, uh, and my, uh, <laughs> our, our high performance, uh, director strung me along for a couple of minutes, you know, talking about like the, the weather and like asking about my family because I, I was <laughs> back home visiting my my family for a, a couple of weeks and sure. uh, and fi and finally she uh, she 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 cracked and and <laughs> was like all right I, you know you're uh, we, we can't wait to see you in uh, in Tokyo or we're we're taking you so um, so that was a uh, <laughs> It was quite a, it was quite exciting. Um, and then it was just, but then it was just, uh, you know, had to, um, had to get focused 
pretty quickly right after that because you know we only had like seven you know like seven or eight weeks to uh, to get back into into tip-top shape and peak um, mental and physical condition for the games and so it was uh it was a quick turnaround so it sounds like it definitely you know was different than a normal kind of process time frame obviously like you said they kind of cram things into a short period of time that would have probably been more spread out in a typical year right yeah it was definitely um you know and that's by you know and that's by no fault of of usa triathlon you know we all had to play with the hands we were we were dealt and um, you know, I, th- I think For we sure. did, I-, I think everyone did the, the absolute best they could. And, you know, I was just, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to put together the, the, the right races at the right time and got the opportunity to, to represent, uh, team USA in, in, at the Paralympic games. So I was, um, I was just absolutely thrilled to, to get that opportunity. Definitely. And then I understand it was, uh, Andy Potts, uh, who was your guide. Uh, for that event and just talk to me about kind of that the relationship leading up to the games and then training with him and everything yeah so uh so andy and i started you know training together um you know kind of in the in the middle of the you know the pandemic and uh you know he you know we were both living in colorado springs and you know andy kind of took on a this this role of um you know not just not just a guide but kind of a, a secondary coach and uh, and a mentor as well and really mm-hmm. taught me just you know so much about uh you know this the sport of triathlon and you know just about elite sport uh, in general because you know andy's been competing you know as a as a professional triathlete for 20 almost 20 years and then Prior to that, he was a, a super, super high level competitive swimmer, you know, including uh, going to the, you know, to the Olympic trials for swimming a couple of times. And, wow. and yeah, so he, you know, you know, at, you know he's going to be, I think he's going to be 45 this year um, and is still one of the, the best triathletes in the world and has been competing at a, uh, uh, at an elite level, basically since the time he was about 12 years old. So He's he's been competing at elite sport for longer than I've been alive. So there was there was so much knowledge to to soak up there, and um, you know it, it was really a, it's really quite a, a cool and unique relationship that that Andy and I have, and um, you know it, it's just a you know just that that level of race experience combined with with life experience and everything was just. Uh, um, you know, for, for me going to my first Paralympic games, Andy having been to the Olympics in, in 2004 for triathlon and then, you know, competing at, at so, so many you know, world stages since then, you know, that was just, that was so invaluable. And so we needed every bit of, of Andy's experience to, uh, to even survive the, uh, the the paralympics <laughs> uh you know the the event plus the the race so it was quite a quite the uh quite the experience and so it was it was uh, just an it, it was just it was awesome to get to to work with andy over the past year and uh, to to get to race with him at the at the games and you know continuing you know looking forward to continuing to to train with him and uh and probably race with him a, a few more times um, over the, over the next few years, but, uh, we'll, we'll see how, uh, how, how his, his, uh, 
his schedule shakes out as well as uh, as mine and, and everything. So we're still kind of it's just one of those relationships where he's a he's a he's a mentor and a and a good friend, not just a uh, uh, not just a guide. Sure, that's awesome. And yeah, it sounds like you know you really could not have asked for a better better individual for that event. Yeah, it was it's pretty special. No doubt. Yeah. So let's dive a little further into Tokyo. And if you just kind of want to walk us through, you know, the, the trip over there, how long you were there before you actually had your event and then just getting into the event. Yeah. So, um, so we were actually, uh, very, very fortunate, um, uh, USA triathlon likes to, uh, uh pull out all the stops for, uh, for uh, <laughs> their athletes. Um, so they actually sent us, uh, to Hawaii for 10 days um leading hmm. into the paralympics um i think it was 10 days. it was like eight it was like seven eight nine days so it's something like that but we so we spent basically a week week and a half in um kailua kona uh hawaii and um we you know got to stay at a at a very at a very nice hotel and just had just so you know anything we wanted was and needed was provided for us um usa triathlon they uh, they wanted to make sure that uh, we were just we were taken care of and we could focus on nothing but um, being prepared uh, for the for the Paralympics themselves. Um, and so we just uh, so we had, you know, eight, nine days in uh, uh, in Hawaii where we just, uh, you know, we weren't we weren't laying on the beach, sipping, uh, sipping Mai Tais or anything crazy like that. But, uh, but we were, uh, we were out, uh, you know, swimming in just beautiful open water. Um, you know, we were doing a heat adaptation because, you know, Hawaii was you know, hot and humid kind of, you know, similar conditions to what we were going to be dealing with in Tokyo. Uh, and then, you know, just doing, you know, lots and lots of outdoor riding and running, you know, it just in, you know, an awesome, awesome environments and you know just again building uh you know team camaraderie uh because we had a we had a fairly large team of triathletes that uh that went over to tokyo i think in, in total um we had like 17 uh 17 athletes plus like you know five to eight support staff so we had a quite quite wow. a big delegation and so we were all just continuing <laughs> to get to uh, build that team camaraderie and it was just a, it was a really really special team of, of people that went over to to the games but yeah so we got to uh got to tokyo i think we got there uh i think we got there the day before opening ceremonies and our race took place on let's see in t- tokyo time i think it was the 28th of august uh, and i think we got there on like monday or tuesday um, so we like our race took place on like a friday or saturday i, I can't remember because <laughs> it's uh feels like it's been so long ago but it, at the same time just yesterday uh, but we were there sure. but yeah we were there for um three or four days leading into the actual race um a handful of people chose to attend uh opening ceremonies uh a handful of us uh did not uh, choose to attend opening ceremonies. And yeah, it was just, uh, it, it was, it was quite a whirlwind. Um, once we got to the, to the village, I mean, you know, you had to, cause we got in super, super late because of, uh, you know, our, our, 
planes land, you know, our, our flights landed and you had to go through, you know, all these various checkpoints in the airport. You had to do a COVID test. Then you had to, you know, you had to go through, we, we joked about it. I mean, we still joke about it months later um, that, you know, we had these, these, we had to have all these documents, but at every single checkpoint in the airport, they, they kept asking for this one little yellow piece of paper. And like, so we, we continually uh, joke amongst the, amongst the ourselves that like, oh, do you have your, uh, do you have your yellow, yellow Ocha uh, paper? <laughs> so <laughs> you need that because it, it, it felt like we went through about 10 or 15 checkpoints before we got to this little holding area. Um, where mm. uh, we had to wait for our COVID test results, and so we waited in there for a couple of hours before they uh, before they released us, and then and then you got and then we actually got to the village and had to get our our credentials that allowed us to get in and out of the village and you know in and out of the, the dining hall and and everything. So it was a lot all in that that first night, and then you you get to the you get to where, you know, the, the team USA house where we're all staying and, um, you know, in, in our rooms, you know, they have these, you know, just stuff just piled on your, on your bed from, um, sponsors like Nike and, and Polo and, um, all, you know, just all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, Oakley, uh, just, you know, just this, this massive piles of, of stuff. It, it really was just, really overwhelming and so i i i literally i think i just shoved it all <laughs> off to the side it's like I'll, I'll deal with this <laughs> i'll deal with this when i get home <laughs> in a week or so yeah. um, and, and then it was it really was just trying to uh find ways of soaking in the the whole experience of um being in the village uh being around my my teammates and uh trying to to juggle all of that with um, trying to do our final preparations for uh, the actual race. Uh, you know, we were up at probably three thirty, four o'clock every morning uh, because a lot of our a lot of our training, you know, training time slots or something were at like five or six or seven in the morning at at you know certain pools that were designated for designated for the the triathletes' use or um, you know sometimes the the, the venue that. Uh, we could train at the, our actual race venue. Um, and then, you know, we only had access to that at, you know, certain times of the day you had, you know, there, there were so many more steps and, and logistical procedures that, that we've ever had to do with, with any other race. Um, it, it just, it really was, it, it was a lot and it was, uh, it was very overwhelming. It, it was not something that I was, uh, I was expecting or had, you know, you know, could have prepared for, um, and, but, uh, but, you know, eventually you, you get to, um, you know, you get to, uh, um, you know, the night before the race, we all, uh, we all got to bed and, and then I got up at like, I think I, I, I you know, had to get up at like three, three fifteen in the morning, um, in order to, you know, eat, eat a little breakfast and, uh, start to get ready for, for the race. Cause I was racing at, I think 8:30 a.m. Uh, was my race time, but in order to in order to get get to the race venue um, at a certain time, we had to go through all of our our normal pre-race procedures and all that. But uh, when we uh, when we got up, we we learned 
that several of our, our teammates um, had uh, basically, they had been yanked out of bed uh, the night before um, and told that they were being put into quarantine because contact tracing had uh, showed that they were, they had been exposed to someone that had tested positive for COVID. <laughs> and one oh, and uh and like <laughs> half of those people were were our metal contenders and uh and it was we were all just you know and it was it was made doubly stressful because um my 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 teammate uh, Brad Snyder his his guide Greg Billington was one of the people that was pulled out of bed and put into quarantine <laughs> less than 12 hours before you know they're they're set to race um and so like we're all you know freaking out we're, we're wondering oh my gosh is is brad are, are brad and greg going to be able to race and uh so then andy uh andy you know jumped in and was and was trying to help uh you know make sure that that brad had everything that he needed make sure that i had everything that i needed um you know our our couple of our coaches had been pulled for to be put into quarantine and and we didn't learn until we got to the venue that um, you know, that our coaches were still going to be allowed to, to be out on the, on the, the course, giving us splits and, and handling all that stuff. Um, and then we, we also learned that, um, you know, that, that Greg was going to be allowed to race with Brad, but they, they couldn't be in contact with each other until like 30 minutes before the race began, um, <laughs> so that they could get a warm up mm. in so that it was just so like our, our stress levels as a, as a team went from like, you know, your norm, like normal pre-race stress levels of like, you know, three, four out of 10 to like uh, a 15 out of 10 <laughs> that, <laughs> for that morning. But again, once, you know, once we found out everything was going to be okay, you know, everyone kind of settled back into their, uh, their normal pre-race uh, routines and, and all that, but, and, uh, it, it was, uh, it was quite the little, uh, <laughs> quite the little event, uh, within the, within the, uh, event, and, you know, gotta, gotta love the, uh, the curveballs that, that COVID was, was, uh, throwing at us even at, at that time. So it, it was, uh, it, it was an interesting time to, to be sure. But then, um, but yeah, once the, once the gun went off, it was, uh, it was just back to, back to racing and that's what we uh that's what we enjoy uh, doing most of all exactly wow talk about drama you know you couldn't script it much more dramatic than no. that right beforehand it was, <laughs> it, it was quite the uh yeah it, it was quite the experience <laughs> so definitely uh for sure <laughs> um, uh, oh man we uh i like like i can only imagine you know the the stress that you know you know, guys like Brad and Greg were going through and then you know, the stress that our high performance director and manager were going through and then our coaches, <laughs> uh, man, it, and like, it was, it was just one of those, uh, one of those things, but, uh, I guess it worked out for Brad and Greg in the end. Cause, uh, uh, they, uh, they were able to bring home gold and, and I was just, uh, uh, you know, we, we were just so thrilled, um, at, at, you know, for, for them, it was, uh, a really, really exciting time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know you were very close to the, the podium from what I understand, just maybe a minute or less, uh, off. <laughs> yeah, I was, um, so it's actually, it's, it's, it's funny. So, uh, uh, the spread from second place 
to fifth place, which is where I, I finished in fifth was, uh, 49 seconds. So, uh, wow. so I, I finished only 49 seconds behind the guy that, that took second place. And I finished, um, 40 seconds behind the, the guy that took third. And I think I finished 12 seconds behind the guy that, that took fourth. Um, he was able to catch and pass me in the, in the final lap on the run. Um, and I just didn't have the, at that point, I just didn't have the, the legs to, uh, to go with him, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, uh, it, it was a very, very tight race with a lot of drama and a lot of excitement, um, within the race. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, the, the, the gun went off and we, uh, um, you know, we just, we took off really hard in the, in the swim. I think I was able to, uh, to stay on, on Brad's feet for about like a hundred meters or so, but then, uh, you know, those, those swimmers, they, uh, they just know how they're, they're just different animals in the water. And, uh, Brad was able to swim away from me. And, uh, uh, I think I came out of the water fourth, um, and, uh, you know, just, you know, did my best to, to work my way up and, uh, did my best to try and catch Brad and Greg on the, on the bike. But, um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was definitely, a it was a really tough, uh, bike course, you know, it was a really, really hot, humid day. Um, and, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, it was, a it, it was, a it was, it was just one of those days where, um, you know, we put together a really, really solid race, um, on the bike. Didn't, you know, didn't have the, the best, uh, bike ride that I, I, I could have had, but, um, it was just, it was just, you know, you, there are, there are so many things that, that go on, uh, in a race that you just, you can't control. Um, and you know, so, uh, you know, we, we knew that if we were going to get on the podium, we were, we were going to have to, I was going to have to have just an unbelievable run. Um, and I had a really great run, uh, for, for me and, and, you know, compared, you know, comparatively to the rest of the field, I, I think I had the, I think I had like the third or fourth, um, I think I had like the, maybe the fourth fastest run on the day or something like that. Um, and uh, mm -hmm. the second fastest run amongst all of the, uh, the totally blind athletes. And, um, at, at the end of the day, it just, it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't enough. Uh, you know, there were, there were just four guys that were, uh, that just had a little bit more than I did that day. Um, and so it, <laughs> it was, uh, it was disappointing given, uh, you know, given the expectations that, you know, look, we're, we're team USA, we, we go for the podium. Um, but, um, you know, it was just, uh, it was one of those, it was just one of those days that, um, I learned, I learned a lot and, um, I, you know, I'm just very grateful and thankful that I was able to, uh, you know, to compete and be in the mix, uh, be fighting for a, uh, be fighting for a podium spot all the way to the, uh, all the way to the finish. And, um, and yeah, looking, uh, just looking forward to, uh, to putting what I learned, uh, into practice going forward. Um, over these next uh, these next few years in the, in the build up to uh, uh, to hopefully get back to the to the games in Paris. Absolutely, and hey, a fifth place finish uh, for your first you know your your Paralympic debut. I think that's that's pretty darn good. So congrats. Ah, thank you. Yeah, no, like I said, I'll 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 take it. <laughs> it's uh, but, you know, I mean, as a as as an athlete, I'm always. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I keep going back to that race and being like, oh, if I had just done this or that, uh, you know, the result could have been different. <laughs> but um, at the same time, you know, sure. you gotta, 
um, you know, we're, we're looking forward. Uh, we're looking at, at how can we, uh, how can we take the lessons um, from the build up to Tokyo from, from Tokyo itself? And, and um, how can we, how can we do better uh, moving forward? So a uh, lot of exciting uh, potential and uh, stuff still to come. So we're, we're pumped. Absolutely. No doubt. And just a little more about Tokyo. I know you've, you've talked about some of the restrictions and obviously with COVID and everything and, did you get a chance to meet, you know, any Paralympic athletes from other countries or what was kind of the dynamic there like in the, the village? Yeah. So that was actually one of the things that was, um, that, that we really were, um, disappointed about. Um, you know, you, you could technically interact with athletes from other countries, but there were a lot of countries that were very, um, very, very restrictive uh, of, um, their athletes. Uh, like I, I know that, um, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I, you know, I heard like, you know, team Australia, like wasn't even allowed to leave their building. Like they couldn't come to the dining hall, mm. you know, just, just some stuff like that. Um, and then in the dining hall, um, itself, uh, they had these like plexiglass, uh, dividers, uh, at every table where, um, you, uh, where you were, where you sat and, um, like it was, it was actually really hard to, uh, to hear what people were, you know, were saying and stuff through these, these plexiglass dividers. And, and they really didn't want you sitting with anyone except from your own country. And, and in large part, they didn't really want anyone sitting with even from, uh, people from other teams. So like for, for the most part, I wound up sitting with, you know, my, my triathlon teammates a bunch, cause we were, you know, in the same space and, you know, we, you know, like we were on the same training schedules and, and all that. Um, but there, you know, but there were a handful of opportunities where you can, uh, you know, where you could just, you know, casually, uh, walk by and, and exchange, um, some country pins or, or something like that with, um, with athletes on, you know, on the, on the bus riding to and from training venues or race venues, um, or, uh, you know, just in the village itself, um, you know, walking around. Uh, but again, you know, just because everyone is, is so, uh, focused on, you know, preparing for, for their event and, and stuff. It, uh, it, it was, uh, it was challenging, um, you know, to get, you know, that, Th those uh those kinds of experiences and just and talking with um people that uh, you know that had gone to previous games before um a lot of them said it, it was this this game's experience was was not normal <laughs> by by any stretch of the imagination right. um there's usually you know because one of the one of the, the 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 big things about the games was you know being able to you know, get to eat with all of, you know, the, the athletes from, from different countries and cultures and, and interacting with, with people. And that, and that was strongly discouraged, which, um, which was disappointing, um, because, you know, one of the, one of the big parts of the Olympic and Paralympic movement is, is to unite the world through sport. We did our best to, to do that. Um, but it, it you know, <laughs> it was, uh, it was challenging, you know, and, and, and understandably, you know, and we, we can't, we absolutely can't fault, um, you know, the, the protocols for being what they, what they were, um, because it, you know, we had to, we For had sure. to keep everyone, um, as safe as possible. And 
so it was it was challenging but uh but we did we did the best we could um i came home with quite a few uh you know quite a few pins from from other countries um you know because one of the one of the cool things that you get to do at, at the paralympic games is you get the, these you know a bunch of you know country pins and, and stuff and you you can uh when you come across you know athletes from other countries you 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 trade um so like i got a couple i got a, like a pin from uh you know pin from italy a pin from great britain um, france uh canada hmm. um you know just you know various you know various countries and you know try to give away as many uh, us pins as, as possible and you know so doing that kind of stuff was uh was pretty cool and, and and exciting but i definitely uh definitely hope that if i'm able to make it to uh to, to paris we don't have quite the uh, the restrictions that we did in tokyo because <laughs> uh, I, I really would love to exactly because uh, that's one of the, the the greatest things um is to interact with you know the athletes from the other countries and uh, get to know them um, more as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that aspect of it a little bit more. For sure. Yeah. I was curious about the food. I know you brought up the dining hall. Did you get some pretty good uh, Japanese cuisine when you were over there? Um, unfortunately, the, uh, you know, the, the, the dining hall was kind of set up in a, in a way like you could get some, uh, you could get some Japanese cuisine, but it was, um, it was very much cafeteria food. <laughs> I see. So, <laughs> Darn it. Yeah, uh, I mean, there was there definitely was some good stuff that you could that you could get in the dining hall. Uh, you know, we wound up hitting. Uh, we actually wound up going to a uh, um, a halal station uh, quite often and uh, loading up on a lot oh, of cool. a lot of their uh, that that good food. Um, but uh, you know, especially pre race, especially like the days leading up to the race, we. Uh, we had to try and be selective with what food we were eating so that we didn't upset our, <laughs> our, uh, our nutrition too much. But, uh, but yeah, some of the, some of the fun things and that, that, you know, the shenanigans in the, the dining hall were like, you know, you, know, you would, you would think that, you know, at the, the, you know, Paralympic games where you have all these elite athletes, you know, every, every which direction, uh, you would think everything, you know, everything would be, uh, you know, dialed, you know, nutri you know, nutrition, uh, everything is a healthy nutritious option, but, uh, uh, not always the case. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've eaten more brownies, uh, <laughs> ever, <laughs> you know, it was, just, it was one of those things where the brownies were right as you were leaving the dining hall, man. And, and so Andy and I, we, uh, oh, every yeah. time we, every time we would be walking out, and we we called it uh grabbing a a flyby brownie because like we're just we're flying by the brownies and he's like hey let's get a flyby brownie so we uh so we always just we grab That's a funny. brownie on the way out and just have yep. a little have a little have a little sweet tooth snack so midnight snack or whatever exactly yep. so yep. no it's 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 uh, uh it's, it's fun uh, but yeah no but uh we we did um after uh after the race uh we actually ordered in some uh some sushi from outs uh so we were able to do like an uber eats order um so uber oh, cool. eats brought some uh, uh some some pretty good sushi uh to uh to us from outside the outside the village and we got to enjoy that in our uh, uh in in the team usa house uh, usa triathlon 
we uh, we were able to to do that. So that was fun. Unfortunately, didn't get didn't get the opportunity to get out into into Tokyo proper and uh, delve into the the exquisite uh, food scene that that exists there. Um, it's it's something that uh, I I really want to. I really, really want to do though at some point, um, you know, as we, uh, as, as the world begins to slowly open back up. Exactly. Yep. I've never had the chance to, to visit the far East, but would love to someday. And it's uh, definitely a, you know, fascinating culture, very interesting part of the world. It is indeed. Sounds like he, yeah. Sounds like he got to experience at least a little bit of yep. it. So yep. cool. All right. So then I know that, uh, very recently, uh, you did compete in the world championships, uh, the Abu Dhabi event, and uh, I understand that you did uh, earn a bronze medal in that event. If you just want to talk about that uh, whole experience, yeah. So um, <laughs> it, it was it was quite a different um, it was quite a different event. You know, it was definitely more of a of a traditional uh, para triathlon race than, uh, than, the, than the Paralympics. So, uh, you know, we, we came, you know, <laughs> coming off of the, uh, you know, the, the pomp and circumstance and just the, the grandeur of the <laughs> Paralympics and you, you, and, um, you know, coming back to, uh, to, to race at, uh, at, uh, at the para triathlon world championships. Um, uh, it was, it was still awesome, but, uh, you know, being that it was a, a Paralympic games year, you know, there were, there were quite a few guys that, uh, uh, that decided to take the rest of the season off after, <laughs> after the Paralympics. So, uh, the field field wasn't sure. maybe not as strong as it, as it could have been. I know that I was definitely in my, not in my best shape, um, that I, that I could have hmm. been in. Um, but you know, it was still, uh, it was still, uh, an honor for, for, USA triathlon to, to come to me and just be like, Hey, you know, we'd, we'd really like you to, you know, to compete in Abu Dhabi. Um, and, uh, you know, it'd be, it's just another great opportunity to, to get more race experience and to get some valuable, um, points to, towards your world ranking, to get you set up for, for next year. And, um, and, you know, I, I just, I couldn't turn down the opportunity to compete at a, uh, at a world championship event. Um, and so got, got the chance to, to fly over to, uh, to Abu Dhabi and, uh, and, uh, and race in a, in a really cool, uh, environment. Um, so, uh, the, the race course itself, um, is, uh, it, it took place pretty much entirely within, um, a formula one, uh, racetrack, which, uh, which is super, hmm. super cool. Uh, it's one of the most, it, it's awesome. one of the most famous formula one tracks, uh, in the world, uh, uh, Yas Marina. And, um, like there's this, there's this formula one racetrack, uh, and right next to the racetrack is this Marina with these like, you know, millions of, of dollar yachts and like ships and, and all this stuff. So we, we swam in this, in this Marina, uh, and then you immediately, you get out and you, you get onto your bike and you race around this, this formula one uh, race car track where, you know, like you got cars that are, you know, speeding at, you know, almost 300 kilometers an hour or something like that. And you're, you know, you're riding your, your bike. Um, obviously the cars aren't racing around the track when, when we're racing, but it, it was still just surreal, um, to, to race on this, this really famous formula one race car track. 
Um, and then you, you get off and you run on part of the, uh, the track as well. Um, so it was just a, just a super, super cool experience. You know, got to compete against, uh, a handful of guys that, uh, that weren't at the Paralympics and got to compete against a guy, a handful of guys that, that were at the games. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, um, it was, it was a good way to, uh, to cap off the, the 2021 season, uh, for me, uh, and, and USA triathlon, we, we, USA triathlon, we were able to come home with, uh, with five world championship medals, including, you know, three golds, a, a silver, and then, and then my bronze medal. So, um, we, uh, we were very, very excited to, uh, to come home with, with all that hardware. Uh, it was just, a another good opportunity to, to hang out and spend more time with, uh, my USA triathlon teammates. Um, cause we're, you know, especially, uh, uh these last couple of years, we've just we've become so close as, uh, you know, we're, we're no longer teammates. We're, we're more like a, a family. So it's, it's just the big family reunion. Anytime we, uh, we get to race together now. So it's just a ton of fun. Right. That's awesome. And yeah, like you said, I'm sure it felt good to, to actually get some hardware and, you know, just the kind of the disappointment of, of Tokyo, not, you know, getting on the podium and then actually getting the hardware at Abu Dhabi. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's definitely a, uh, that's a positive, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> For there, sure. yeah. and, uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, not to say that, you know, I mean, look, Tokyo, uh, you know, on one level, there was, there was disappointment for not getting on the podium, but on the other, on the other hand, uh, so many great memories, um, and, and so much, oh, yeah. so much fire in the belly now to, to go out and, and improve upon what, um, what we did, you know, cause that was just the, that was just the starting point. Um, and now it's time to, to continue pushing onward and upward. Exactly. Well said. So before we close out this episode, I definitely wanted to ask you about your fairly new role with USABA, the United States Association of Blind Athletes, as well as the interview series uh, called The Blind Spot that you've done on social media with uh, quite a few Paralympic athletes. Yeah. So, um, so, so earlier this year, I took on the, the, the role of a USABA, uh, program and state sport coordinator. So, um, uh, I'm actually in the, in the process of transitioning into, into a, a little bit of a different role with, with USABA, um, still be, still be very involved. I'll still be involved with, uh, some of the programming side, um, and more of, uh, the endurance sport, uh, side of, of USABA that, uh, that they're, that, uh, we're trying to grow. Um, but, um, uh, but, but yeah, the, but, uh, in reference to, um, uh, the blind spot interviews that, that we, uh, that we launched this year, um, you know, in, in the buildup to the, the Paralympic games, um, one of the, one of the things that we really, really wanted to, to do, um, was we wanted to connect, um, you know, we, we really wanted to connect our, you know, the, the, the blind athletes that, that USABA has, you know, supported or, you know, that have some type of connection, uh, with USABA to, to the, to fans. Um, and like, we wanted to kind of build up this excitement and, and let people get to know, you know, who could potentially be in Tokyo, um, who, you know, you know, athletes to, to look out for, um, that, that do good in their community, you know, basically change makers. And like the, the tagline of, of the blind spot was, uh, you know, we're, we're talking with blind athletes, 
um, reaching excellence. And, you know, it, it was, uh, it was something that we just, you know, we, we really felt that there was a, you know, there was a, a gap where, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people just, they didn't know, um, all of the, you know, they didn't know all of the, the blind athletes that were, uh, that were out there. And, you know, and then there's just, I mean, as, as you know, with all the, the athletes and people that you've interviewed, there, there's, there's so many out there and so many stories and, um, and, and they're, they're anything we could, we could do to, uh, to promote, um, you know, blind athletes and, and connect with, you know, the, you know, the, what is it, you know, eight, nine, eight or 9 million people living with, you know, that are blind or visually impaired out there in the U S like the more, um, inspiration we could, we could give them or the more stories we could tell them and, sh and show them how, um, you know, they themselves could, you know, can just, you know, improve their own lives through, um, health and physical activity. Um, you know, that you don't necessarily need to be, you don't need necessarily need to make it to the, the Paralympics to, to be successful. Um, and, and so that was kind of some of the, the, the impetus of, of, um, uh, of the reasoning why we, uh, we launched the, the blind spot and, um, and then we really wanted to, uh, I think we interviewed every single member of the, uh, the men's and women's goalball teams that, that wound up representing, um, representing team USA in, in, uh, in Tokyo. Uh, so that was, uh, that was really exciting, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, you know, as, as, as I got to know, uh, all the goalball athletes and, uh, got to learn a little bit more about, about their stories and a little bit more about, uh, the sport of, of goalball itself. And I think we created a little bit more buzz for, for people to, to tune into, uh, to the goalball matches, uh, in, in Tokyo. And there were, there were a lot of, uh, really, really exciting, uh, matches in, in Tokyo and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, we did, uh, we did get a lot of, uh, comments and stuff you know, people were people were super excited um to to follow the athletes that that we interviewed um, in tokyo and and, and all that and, and moving forward so we definitely plan on uh, continuing it for a, as long as we can um you know as, as uh you know beijing is coming up so we'll, we'll probably be uh dipping into some winter sport athletes here before uh before too long we've also got the uh you know we're going to be uh doing uh some little mini Oh, cool. Many blind spot interviews uh, while we're at the California International Marathon in uh, the first week of December. Uh, so we're we're going to be doing a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's just uh, it's just another just another little way for us to connect with uh, connect with you know blind athletes that are reaching excellence and showing you know how everyone uh, out there can can reach their own version. Uh, of excellence absolutely and uh you know there's always been discussion about the olympics versus paralympics and just the awareness of the athletes who they are their stories um so i thought that was you know that the the blind spot uh, interviews that kind of campaign whatnot series uh, was you know such a great thing and obviously nbc i think they they definitely increase you know the coverage the number of hours uh, of programming whatnot this year of the paralympics but as we all know you know there's still uh lacking out there you know just in terms of, of coverage of awareness so any kind of effort like that is awesome uh absolutely and it's 
it's funny. I, mean, I actually had this, uh, had this discussion with, 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 uh, my guy, you know, with, with Andy, um, who guided me in Tokyo just a couple of months before, before the games, I think. And we're not really 100% sure, like if this story is, you know, true or not, but, uh, but that, you know, there was a, there was, there was a runner back in the you know, late sixties, early seventies, uh, Steve Prefontaine and, uh, you know, his, his coach, uh, had him running, I think it was like the two mile or the the 5k. And, and he insisted on, he was like, I, I want to, no one watches the, the, the two mile or the 5k race. Like people only care about, uh, you know, the milers and the, the, you know, the people that run the mile and, and his, and his coach basically said, well, give them a reason to, to watch the two mile or the 5k. And well, he wound, he wound up being an incredible miler anyway, but it gave people a reason to, to watch the two mile race and the 5k race and all that. So, um, so I, my, my philosophy, you know, after hearing a little bit about that was, well, you know what, we just got to give, we got to give people a reason to, to tune into, to the Paralympics. And, um, you know, we just got, we got, it's up to us, the, the athletes and, and people, uh, you know, podcasters and, and video casters, and all that, like, it's up to us to give, uh, to give people a reason to, uh, to want more. Um, and, uh, and I, and I think this, um, you know, with the, with the little bit of expanded coverage that, that NBC did, uh, this year, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with, you know, the interviews that, that you've done, um, you know, the interviews that, that we did with, with the blind spot, uh, we're, we're building it up. We're, uh, we're, we're getting there and, uh, um, it's, it makes, uh, it makes me very excited for, uh, you know, for, for you know, the, for Paris, for LA, for, for Brisbane, um, for, you know, for, you know, Beijing and, um, Milan and all the, all the, the games that are, are coming up. Um, I just think as we create, uh, more awareness, um, you know, we're going to be, we're going to continue to get, uh, more and more, uh, coverage and, you know, eventually, you know, you know, we will, uh, you know, athletes with, with disabilities, um, you know, it, it, we won't be just the, uh, you know, the, the other Olympics or, or any, you know, if, or, you know, the, or anything like that, it will, it'll, you know, it, it, it's going to take, it's taking time, but you know, the, the momentum is, is there and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm excited and, and thrilled, um, for, for where, where we're going. Um, and I, I think it's, uh, I, I don't think we're, I don't think it's slowing down. Um, uh, my, uh, you know, my, one of my paratriathlon teammates, um, had one of the, probably one of the highlights of the, uh, of the entire Paralympics when, uh, you know, she came from way back and won a gold medal by, uh, like less than a second, um, in, uh, mm. uh you know, in, in the, the wheelchair, um, women's race for, uh, for paratriathlon and, and uh, that video went, you know, viral, <laughs> partly because, <laughs> partly because of the, the comeback, but also because, you know, we were, we were allowed to, to watch that race from the grandstands and we were all just going absolutely insane, uh, for, <laughs> for that. And they, they caught a bunch of, uh, that footage on, uh, on NBC and, uh, you know, people with, with their cell phone cameras and all that. So it was, it was, uh, that was, uh, you know, just, you know, you know, stuff like that. Um, just grows the the profiles of, of you know 
you know, paratriathlon of uh, elite sport at the, at the Paralympic level. Um, and it, it's, it just makes it exciting. Um, and the more that we can, we can do as, as, you know, podcasters and, and, uh, you know, you know, all that we, uh, the more we can do to, to raise awareness then uh, then, well, then we're doing our part, I think, which is again, um, the future, the future is bright and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Very well stated. All right. Uh, so again, our guest has been Kyle Kuhn joining us uh, for a second time here on eyes free sports. And uh, Kyle, once again, really appreciate the time, the insight. You definitely bring a great perspective uh, every time we chat and certainly looking forward to following, uh, you know, your events leading up to, to Paris in 2024. Awesome. No, thanks, Greg. Really, really appreciate uh, you bringing me back on. And, and uh, yeah, anytime you, uh, anytime you uh, want to hear me just uh, ramble on about, uh, about sport, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm happy to come on and hang out with you for for a little bit so uh you you got you got my email you got my number just dial me up anytime awesome sounds good and then i know as far as social media you are pretty active on social do you just want to mention your your handles again sure thing yeah no I'm, uh, best probably best uh the best two platforms to to find me on our instagram and facebook uh on, on instagram i'm at iron kyle that's at e-y-e-r-o-n-k-y-l-e and then you can uh, find me facebook.com slash Kyle Kuhn speaks. That's K Y L E C O O N S P E A K S. Um, and then if you, if you are active on Twitter, um, I'm not super active on Twitter, but uh, <laughs> just at Kyle underscore Kuhn. Um, and then, you know, you guys can, uh, you know, if anyone wants to uh, hit me up by a, by a email, uh, you can just shoot me an email, Kyle at kylecoon.com. Um, so that's my website, kylecoon.com. So uh, always happy to, to connect with, with anyone um, on uh, just about any, any topic. So <laughs> almost. Awesome. Very cool. And as usual, I'll, I'll include that info in the show notes so everyone has uh, all those links and info. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Be sure to follow the Eyes Free Sports podcast at facebook.com slash eyesfreesports and on Twitter at eyesfreesports. Eyes Free Sports.